6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You know that fully vaccinated vacationers, visitors, even maybe some day trippers were cleared to drive in and out of the U.S. for the first time since the onset of the pandemic in March of 2020. There have been some lineups reported at some border crossings as snowbirds head south. Still, though, a lot of folks not taking advantage of it just yet. Many Canadians saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to cough up the cash for that COVID that 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 pricey covid test that is required to get back into canada and the hope is and we've heard a lot of talk about it is that that requirement will be dropped by the federal government soon uh, whitefish montana my friends is just a couple hours south of the border you know that it's a popular destination for many albertans uh, they're expecting uh, things to pick up, although they did, believe it or not, have a really good past 20 months. Let's find out more with Brian Schott, who is the PR manager for Explore Whitefish. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so I'm curious to know your your reaction and uh, the reaction of the of the folks that explore Whitefish to news that the border is, you know, finally back open to non-essential travel. Some good news today. Yeah, it is good news. Uh, our Canadian friends are, you know, just part of the lifeblood of whitefish, certainly. And, uh, you know, strange times having having the border closed for so long. And we're excited to welcome Canadian travelers back to whitefish. I'm curious to know how important international travel travelers and Canadian travelers is to whitefish, to that area. Do you have any numbers on... Um, you know what you see on a on a on a yearly basis in a normal let's use it in a normal year. Yeah, you know I, the word normal uh, just doesn't apply anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things are just so so wild, and, and that's what's that's what's strange for us right now. Just because the uptick in domestic travel has been so heavy um, during COVID, we've also had an influx of new residents to Whitefish. And so it's just very strange times in terms of just, you know, what what we will see in the future. Um, certainly international travel, um, you know, through the border north to, north of us is a very important. Um, and I, especially in this off-season right now, I think uh, it's very welcome because whitefish is slower for domestic travel during these times. And I think, uh, I think it's a good time for things like that to happen just because we can test the waters and we have availability. Um, you may have heard this summer was over capacity here in Whitefish, Glacier National Park, and uh, so it remains to be seen how uh, how the mix will happen as we as we move into you know beyond winter and into the busier seasons of summer. And so you saw uh, much like what we saw here in the in the national parks in in Alberta and Canada, those numbers just off the charts. People saying, "Okay, you know what? I can't travel internationally, so I'm going to travel in my own backyard." And where better to go than the mountains? I mean, Banff and Jasper Lake. Louis it was it was packed all summer um, and you know all winter for the better part of that and that's what you guys saw as well it is yeah we had uh, record-breaking numbers again um, even with the uh, the ticketed entry system and the going to the Sun Road and our numbers in whitefish have uh, have again been off the charts um, and that's why we're really focused on uh, sustainability at this point in terms of just how can we manage the destination to make sure that our visitors are helping us protect the place and protect the resources. So we're very, very focused on 
trying to work with travelers and visitors in terms of protecting the resources and the place right now. Yeah, I was so curious to know what, you know, what does that look like and, and what does that mean moving forward when you're talking about protecting the place is just making sure that, um, you know, uh, there's, there's I don't want to say rules, but you're, you're following what uh, the community can handle. You're not, you're not overpacking it sort of thing. Yeah, you know, a lot of it surrounds just creating more awareness for travelers in terms of planning ahead, you know, having a backup plan, Mm. um, recreating responsibly with wildlife and in the wilderness. You may have experienced this as well, where we live and breathe, you know, living in bear country, for instance, and we know how to interact around wildlife. You know, many new visitors to the national parks who maybe this is their first time really getting off, you know, into the backcountry and such don't have that awareness of, you know, even just things as simple as litter. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just... I think it really, really involves, I don't think people are meaning to be bad travelers, but they just, they don't have the the awareness in terms of this is how we interact in wild places and how we, uh, how we camp responsibly, how we put out our fires. As you know, wildfires are such a big deal in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it really just goes back to education and, uh, and letting people know, hey, we welcome you to our community. Um, we want you to be stewards of the community and of the land with us. Brian Schott joining me this afternoon. Brian, we know there's a, a lot of talk. If we go back to the border uh, for a moment, there's a, there's a lot of talk about the requirements for Canadians to get back into Canada and that PCR uh, test that is required to get to get back. If we've if we've been down in the in the states, we know that there's a lot of calls from a lot of you know, politicians in the states as well to say, hey, you know what, that has to change. Is is that something that that's um, you know on the radar down there at all. Are people talking about it? Are you are you looking at saying, hey, you know what? That would be <laughs> that, that's going to help all the way around when it comes to that uh, that cross border uh, travel and, and getting more people down. You know that that weekend getaway that people can do. Um, you know from you know southern Alberta from you know Edmonton uh, down to Whitefish. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't studied it too much. Um, I, you know, I know the PCR test is a lot more onerous than some of the rapid tests. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I know just, just north of the border, the vaccination rates in Fernie are, are much higher than they are in the Flathead County and such. And I'm a big, personally, a proponent of, of vaccination, and I wish more of our county was. Um, I'll say that on the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think I think a lot of it comes down to personal responsibility, and obviously our governments need to sort out what the rules have to be. But uh, we in Whitefish certainly have always loved our our Canadian visitors, and and also I think the opportunity for um, domestic travelers who often plan a trip to Whitefish and maybe want to go up to Fernie or Kimberley mm-hmm. and other places in BC. Um, obviously, that'll be welcome news for Canadians. Um, just having having more traffic move uh, north of the border. Um, but I would just say, boy, let's uh, let's be safe. Let's continue to get those vaccines rolled out, um, and uh, I'll play our play our role in terms of getting this pandemic over with. And Brian, before I let you go, uh, if uh, someone uh, listening to the show this afternoon is saying, hey, you know what, uh, Whitefish is going to go on my to-do list, or I'm really excited to head back to Whitefish because, you know, I used to go there all the time, haven't been able to be there in the last 20 months. What do you, what do you want folks to know, um, you know, if, if they are making a plan uh, to head down that way? You know, I, I, I don't know how, how you've seen it um, with other communities that you've talked to. You know, we do have a, 
a labor shortage of uh, that here in terms of our mm-hmm. frontline staff. I mean, you know, it's certainly been news all across the country and um, and even internationally. And just to, to be patient when you come to Whitefish, everyone is welcome to Whitefish. Um, we just want travelers that are patient. Um, our frontline staff and workers, you know, we have fabulous restaurants. We have fabulous amenities in Whitefish. And things might take just a little bit longer these days just because the, the workforce shortage is uh, is a real thing. And I think just bring your patience, pack your patience, <laughs> um, bring a good smile and a good attitude. Uh, you know, we've, we've always loved uh, the happy-go-lucky attitudes of our Canadian friends. And I think it's, yeah, pack your patience, get ready to have a great time, <laughs> have a backup plan. And, uh, yeah, we're just, we're happy to welcome people back to whitefish oh brian that sounds fantastic we'll leave it there this afternoon thanks for making time for me oh thanks so much we really appreciate it pack your patience he says if you're heading south so keep that in mind uh interesting today that uh, global affairs has revealed the most dangerous places for canadians to travel to i'll tell you about that coming up